Let's talk about food. So, uh, the first thing that I did, and I'm probably going to make some people mad with this, but I don't really care. Uh, the first thing that I did uh, when I got off the plane at the airport in Burbank and Kat picked me up, I asked you a question. Do you remember? I asked you to do something, if we could do something. Do you remember what that was? You asked if we could go to In-N-Out. I did ask if we could go to In-N-Out, and we did. And my official verdict was it was okay. It wasn't, like, great. It wasn't horrible. So in the debate of five guys versus uh, five guys on the East Coast versus uh, In-N-Out Burger on the West Coast, I I go five guys all day. Um, But again, I think that that's interesting, just how much pride people have in that. Like, there's a lot of pride in things like In-N-Out. Are there other either types of food or restaurants or anything like that, that you've noticed, uh, like anything like, ah, this is a California thing. This is something that I've noticed, like within like the last couple of months, um, people here like California pizza kitchen a lot more than I thought that they would. Really? Um, so explain what California pizza kitchen is for, for those of us that don't know. I mean, I'm not super versed in it because I thought it would always be silly to go to a CPK when you're in California. Um, but it, it's just a pizza place that you can go and you, it's like nicer, higher end stuff. They have more specialty pizzas. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just a sit down pizza restaurant. Uh, fair enough. Um, so, but that's a big thing there. A lot of people are really like, oh, got to go to a California pizza kitchen. I mean, people like it a lot more than I thought they would. Like, wow. for me, in my mind, it's like, why would you ever go to that? You go to a California pizza kitchen when you're not in California. Um, right, right. You, you... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think uh, in that uh, another quick little thing, uh, too, on that um, going into kind of transitioning a little bit away from food because I had another thought because that's how my brain works. Uh, the, the entertainment industry, uh, you are in the, in a lot of ways, the entertainment capital of the West. I wouldn't say the world because I think Bollywood also has very much a, uh, a, a name on that. They make more movies in Bollywood than Hollywood does every year. Um, but, um, at least the entertainment capital of the West, um, what footprint do you notice of the entertainment industry on things where you live? Is it something that is easily escaped? Is it something very obvious? Is it something that you're like, oh, whatever. It's just kind of so ingrained in what we're doing um, that we don't even really notice it anymore. I mean, I literally don't even notice it anymore. Um, But when I think Mm -hmm. about it, like I'm like a mile away from the SAG bank, like Mm -hmm. where you would go to sign up for your own credit union if you were an actor. Um, there's tons of little studios nearby where you can sign up for acting classes and, mm-hmm. uh, improv classes. Um, and then I'm also like, I'm really close to the WB studio, uh, as well as universal universal has its own marked city in LA. Yeah, we went there it was, and it, it was cool. Like there was like a whole walkway. Like going, it was almost like uh, it almost reminded me a little of like the DC mall, but paved. 
uh, and like you would like walk up to that before you even get to the you know the studio or the theme park. Uh, mm-hmm. And and we I also was lucky enough to get to go to the WB studio, uh, and it was awesome. Uh, there was a whole room full of Batmobiles, and I actually saw them post that on like the the Facebook version of TikTok posted that, and I'm like, hey, I've been there. Um, so yeah, um, but like also, um, there's a lot of history there too with the entertainment industry. I remember we went to we went to a restaurant. I don't know. Let's 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 test your memory. Do you remember the name of it? We went to uh, something in Rousseau's. You're close. You're close. Frank, yeah, it was Lincoln Russo's. Yeah, it was Musso and Frank's. Yeah, uh, yeah, and um, it's the oldest restaurant in Hollywood. Um, and I, being a demanding nerd that I am, demanded that we go there. Uh, and it was just like, oh my gosh, so many famous people, so many you know wonderful, talented artists have probably stepped and sat here and sat in these in these uh, in these booths and sat in. Uh, these tables and everything, and it was really good food too. I think I said it was the second best steak I've ever had in my life. Uh, first best still goes to uh, um, Buckheads over here in Henrico County in Virginia. Um, but uh, second, second, very, very close second. Um, the but the next day I went and saw the Quentin Tarantino movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, and no joke, Al Pacino was sitting in the table next to where we were. So, like, that's kind of the stuff, like, what I mean with, like, it's just the entertainment industry is everywhere. Um, but, like, you're able to point off all these things in these studios and all these things that are near you. But you said that you you notice it a little bit less um, now that you're, you know, you've been there a while. Do you think that that's because just, like, you know, you're living life? Do you think it's just so, like, it's so hard to separate it? or um, do you think that the entertainment industry is a positive thing or a negative thing, or it can be both? I mean, I think it's definitely got elements of both. Um, it is a very strong basis for LA. Like it's probably the number one factor of why people move here and why there is such a large population here. There are other factors to that. Like the tech industry um, is building up here. I know Silicon Valley um, right. normally has a hold on that, but like Snapchat was founded here. Uh, Google has a headquarters here. Like there's still like other large industries that contribute to, um, like how many people live here and like the, the economy that is boosted because of that. But it's definitely the entertainment industry that runs LA. Um, and, for the most part, you can probably find any street corner in LA. You could probably find it somewhere on a film that you've seen. That sounds about right. Um, and I think I'm wondering, and I'm, I'm kind of having this epiphany as we're talking, um, which is kind of how this podcast tends to go. Sometimes there has always been around California in the American identity of California. I'm not talking, you know, indigenous mm-hmm. population or Mexican population um when they are during that occupation time since america since la or california has become a thing um you know in america there's always kind of been a spirit of opportunity there uh a manufactured spirit of opportunity a lot of times like i I think about the gold rush i think about um and then eventually that leading into the film industry and part of me is wondering if the film and entertainment industry in general 
could flourish there because of that, like that that uh, feeling of opportunity, that that uh, that manifest destiny that you know again, like we say, manufactured. Um, I think about the grapes of wrath of like, oh, go to California and it'll be great. Well, cool. If a thousand people go to California and five hundred jobs are there, then you know it, it's kind of like I don't know. It just kind of hit me like just now that like that idea, that spirit, I think is why the entertainment industry is maybe is there, you know, um, that that's crazy. Wow. I think that this is a really interesting to talk about a thing to talk about and think about while the writer strike is happening as Absolutely. well. Yes. Um, because like, I feel like there is a lot of from big execs in Hollywood. I feel like there is a lot of this mentality that you can just treat your employees terribly because if you need to fire one, there's a hundred others that are just as qualified lined up for it, which is part of why strikes happening right now are such a big deal is it's not just the people in those unions who really have to make a stand with them. It's everybody who hasn't been able to make it into that union yet also has to stop and say, no, these working conditions are unfair. These pay amounts are unfair. I think that, um, and I hope that I'm not too far off with this, but like most writers in Hollywood right now make before inflation, 25% less than they did before streaming started. So it, it's really a horrible situation, especially with how much more expensive it is to be in LA than it was 10 years ago. And I think also, too, there's a responsibility on our part as consumers to support the writers because, like, hey, unless you watch, well, even, like, even reality shows have writers. So, like, uh, anything that you consume and you, if you live in America, you are an active consumer of some sort, like, uh, assuming I'm making that assumption for this statement, um, you are indebted to writers, you know, because they create the content that you consume. Um, unless you are, I, I can't think of any possible like avenue that that's not true. So at least in some capacity, you know, tangentially or directly. So um, I, I hopefully this, the, the writer's strike does, you know, yield the dividends that it should and supporting the, the people that are not only creating content that you consume, but are also creating content that is making those executives that are underpaying them more money than they would without them. So um, I, I think that it is a very important point. I'm really glad you brought that up. Um, so yeah. Um, last question. If somebody had in your, we'll say in the LA area, if somebody had 24 hours to spend there and then they had to go and they were to say, cat, what is the one thing or one thing that you absolutely have to do while you're here? Oh my goodness. Um, (laughs) I feel very put on the spot because like, I didn't even do all of the one things that you should do when you live in LA in the first year that I lived here. (laughs) What's, what's one thing what immediately pops out in your brain of, Oh yeah, you should do that. Um, Griffith observatory. Okay. Uh, Talk, Talk to me about that. What is Griffith's observatory? So it is just what it says. It is an observatory. Um, I've never actually been inside because like you don't need to go inside to get a really good experience doing it. Um, It's on the mountains. So you can overlook all of LA, mostly the Hollywood 
parts of LA. Uh, and it's just a beautiful view from up there. I also recommend it because parking is a little difficult, but considering that it's like a top tourist destination, not as bad as it could be. Uh, and I think one of the main things that that delights me about LA is that like, there's almost never bad weather. Like for the past like week, we've been talking about here, like June gloom is here, which means that in the mornings it's cloudy and gray as uh-huh. the um, uh, marine layer from the ocean makes its way over the land. And then it clears up and it's sunny and 80 again by noon. Um, that so, sounds like, amazing. You can never have like really a bad weather day in LA. And, and I it's think like that, the, it's, it's like that dry heat too. Right. So like, I remember mm-hmm. when I went there, I was like, oh, you had to like remind me to drink water because like I was like, yeah, it's fine. You're like, no, it's it's like 100 degrees outside. I'm like, really? Like, I couldn't believe that it was that hot. Cause, like in Virginia, if it's 100 degrees, you can't go outside. Like, yeah. it, it's that muggy and humid and everything. Um, uh, so you mentioned parking. Last little thing. I remember when we went, we were in a parking garage um, right outside Hollywood Boulevard. Um, across from the El Capitan Theater. And somebody asked me about, you need your parking validated. And I had literally zero clue what that meant. Can you explain validated parking to people who may not have any idea what that is? Unless it's just me that doesn't know what that meant. I I mean, parking validation is not a thing that is just an LA thing. (laughs) In Dallas, in Boston, in Virginia. Um, But you don't see it that much outside of bigger cities. Uh, in which certain places of business uh, will sometimes like cut a deal or be part of a parking complex. So if you can prove that you were a consumer at that business, i.e. they're going to stamp your parking validation, then you don't have to pay for parking while you're there. Richmond, Richmond, get on that. Please (laughs) get on that, Richmond. I'm sick of paying $10, $15 to park. I mean, uh, that still sounds really good to me. It's normally like $20, $25 to park here. And to so put this into per- some perspective, getting parking validation at like most mall times of areas is not a thing. Like if I were to go to the Americana, they don't do parking validation. Even um, I think that they do if you go to the movie theater, you can get parking validation for like two hours, which is ridiculous if you go see a two hour movie. Yeah. Um, kind of the, yeah. Um, we got it at a Mexican restaurant, I remember specifically mm-hmm. on, on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, I have pictures from this. We were at Cabo Wabo. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Cabo Wabo. That food was amazing. I mean, I need you to come back here because, like, I know way more better restaurants now. Uh, okay. Well, take that, Cabo Wabo. We know better <laughs> restaurants. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, well, for that and multiple reasons, I can't wait to come back as well. Um, well, Kat, this has been an awesome conversation. Thank you for taking time with us today. Mm-hmm.